Good morning, church family and ministry friends. I'm Pastor Stephen Brooks. Welcome today to our online internet around the world church service. And yes, I'm so happy that you're here today because God's word is going to build you up to do what he has called you to do and to become the person that he has called you to be. Praise God. Let's take our Bibles today and go to Psalm 74. And I would like for us to drop down to verse 20. We're going to read that in just a moment. But we're going to receive the tithes and offerings. And as we do so today, I want us to consider that the Bible is basically a book of covenants. And when you hear Old Testament, New Testament, or you read that, basically what that is, is that's the Old Covenant and what we have today, the New Covenant. So the Bible is a book of covenants. And, you know, over the last couple of days, I was really getting the word upgrade in my spirit. And I know this is for you. Those of you that are watching, I was getting the word upgrade. And what you're about to see is you're about to see the power of the covenant working in your life. And I'm talking to those that you love God and you consider yourself a covenant person in, in the sense where you're endeavoring to obey God's instructions and you honor the Lord with your finances. I tell you what, the Lord just uh, has spoken to me and has shown me that you're about to receive the upgrade and I want to uh, bring that out. But first let's read verse 20 from Psalm 74. The psalmist said, have respect to the covenant for the dark places of the earth are full of the haunts of cruelty. Now there is a divine covenant that guarantees a covering against all of the financial cruelties that are in the earth. So again, let's look at what a covenant is. A covenant is a contract agreement involving two parties and the contract is guided by certain terms that are binding on both parties. And the two parties are God on one side and you, the believer on the other side. So we know that God is faithful, unchanging, constant, and he will always keep and uphold his part of the covenant. So with us, we have to make sure that we're doing our part because man naturally is uh, the variable always in this equation. And we must be people that become very stable and that abide by the terms of the covenant. So let me say this. If you see promises in the Bible and you see the word of God and you see what belongs to you, what can happen is that if you take God's word seriously and you begin to meet the terms and conditions that God requires in order for you to walk in that, then what happens is that the promise gets upgraded to a, an active working covenant. And that's the upgrade that I see many of you coming into where you have been practicing covenant principles and you're about to see the raw power of the covenant unleashed in your life. And you're going to rise and be lifted by the power of God's covenant uh, working power in your life as a financial sign and wonder to those around you and to those who may not even be nearly or nearby around you. There will be many testimonies that will go far and wide because of God's covenant being displayed in your life. So again, God is very serious about keeping covenant. We certainly see this in Psalm 89, Psalm 89 and verse 34, which says my covenant I will not break nor alter the word that has gone out of my lips. So if you keep covenant, there is no force on earth that can hold back 
your rising. When God says something and he gives his word, he will not alter it. So you come and meet God on the platform of the covenant and you meet those terms and conditions of the covenant. Boom. My friends, then God does his part when he sees that you're doing your part and you're on the way up. Praise God. It doesn't happen overnight. But as you continue to walk this out and stay faithful to the Lord, and he sees that you take his word very seriously, there is a moment where there is a, a supernatural traction or like a grip that takes a hold. And you're like, oh my goodness, it's working. And it all starts to come online and you're going to see the power of God displayed in your life. Hallelujah. Now let's go to Jeremiah chapter 33. Because if you keep covenant, there is no force on earth that can hold back your rising. That's a very powerful statement, but I can prove it to you from Scripture. Jeremiah chapter 30, 33, verse 20. Thus says the Lord, if you can break my covenant with the day and my covenant with the night, so that there will not be day and night in their season, then my covenant may also be broken with my servant, David. Let me say, my friends, that there is no government on the face of the earth that can stop the sun from coming up tomorrow. And it doesn't matter if they have nuclear weapons. It doesn't matter what they have or what they can do or how much money or how much resources they have. There's no government, no matter how hard they try, that's going to be able to stop the sun from coming up tomorrow morning. Why? God made a covenant with day and God made a covenant with night and it cannot be broken. And if you could ever break that somehow, then you could also probably break or, or uh, undo the, the covenant that God can make with an individual believer to prosper. Woo. Praise God. So the covenant, these look, look, this is a book of covenants, old covenant New covenant. This is a book of covenants. You have to understand how serious God takes his word. Woo, praise God. And the reason a lot of believers, they just kind of like, uh, they're very light on all of this. They just want to have a fun time. And, uh, you know, it's like almost like a church is a social club or something like that. But when you realize the potential of being a covenant keeper and you're walking with God, you're like, I'm not, I'm not messing this up and I'm not getting out of this. I'm all in praise God. And you're about to see many of you are about to see for the first time, even God's power displayed in your life. I want you to get ready because there are some major upgrades coming to God's people this year, even within the, over the next three months, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So even governments that would be wicked and corrupt, they can't stop darkness from coming out tonight. Oh, but Pastor Stephen, that government over there, they're very powerful. You don't understand. Oh, I understand. I understand that no matter what they do or how hard they try, they can't stop the moon from coming out tonight. It's going to get dark tonight no matter what they do. They can put on all the lights they want and act like it's not happening. They cannot stop it from becoming dark tonight because God made a covenant with day and night. And they can't break it no matter what they do. Praise the Lord. Mm -mm. I want to say from this pulpit that the devil is not the issue in your life. Yes, it's true that he's out uh, going around pouring out his wrath on the world's inhabitants, but the covering of the covenant spares and exempts you. Praise the Lord, which is why you need to engage God on covenant. I'm not just talking about covenant of salvation. There's other covenants as well. There's a financial covenant. There's a health covenant and etc. Did you ever stop to ponder the thought, even meditate on this, that despite the devil having all of these evil spirits in the earth and demons and all of this stuff and the devil, you know, uh, having these various labels, the prince of the power of the air and the, the God of this world and all these uh, uh, identifications and so forth. Have you ever noticed that the devil with the various tools that he has couldn't even stop you from getting saved? He couldn't even stop you from becoming born again and receiving eternal life. Woo! Praise God. Well, Pastor Stephen, he's big and bad. Well, if you're so big and bad, how come you're on your way to heaven? And he couldn't stop that. 
Because if he could have, he would have, but he couldn't. Praise God. Mm -mm. And he can't stop your financial rising either. You have engaged God with a covenant of salvation. You're walking with the Lord, but there's also the financial covenant. And as you walk that covenant out with the Lord, which is anchored on tithing and giving offerings, tithing and sowing seed, my friends, the enemy, no matter how hard he would try and all the ruckus in the world and all the, the goofy financial things and all the fraud and theft and all of the uh, scheming and all that, it doesn't matter. We know that stuff is going on. We know it goes on in our government and it goes on in many governments all around. Actually, it goes on in every government, no matter which one <laughs> on the face of the earth. But despite all of these things, you can't stand back and say, well, because of that I can't go up. No, no, no. The covenant will shield you and protect you and cover you. And you can go up even when all of this other stuff is going on in the earth. And that my friends is power. And that's why you need to walk with the Lord in this area and honor God with your finances because God's bringing out his champions. Now we're in the, we're in the latter days and God is beginning to bring out champions, financial champions and watch what God is going to do for those not for all Christians, but for those that are in covenant with him and truly honor him with their finances, according to how God prescribes, we are to honor him, which is at the tithe. One tenth belongs to him. So we give God one tenth of all of the increase. And as Malachi, the prophet said, and we also need to give offerings as the Holy Spirit leads. Praise the Lord. All right, so at this time, we're going to bring the tithe into the storehouse. If you would like to give an offering, we have uh, projects that we're working on as well, and there are uh, positions where that, uh, those funds can be applied. Praise God. So I see God lifting you up, and no, no evil spirit, no person that's, that the enemy would try to work through can stop God's lifting you up. Hallelujah. You're a covenant man. You're a covenant woman. You're a believer. Hallelujah. And God has a place for you at the top and that's where he's taking you shout amen praise God now let's honor the Lord if you prefer to mail in your tithes and offerings please send them to Stephen Brooks International P.O. Box 717 Moravian Falls North Carolina our zip code is 28654 now, if you want to bring your tithe or your offerings in online, you can do so literally from anywhere in the world. Praise God. And uh, uh, I think some of the tithes that come in from the furthest are uh, New Zealand and Australia. That's a long ways from here. But look, you can bring them in from anywhere in the world over the internet through online giving at our ministry website, stephenbrooks.org. There's a link on the homepage that says give has a red heart. You can click on that and bring your tithe in right there to the storehouse of the Lord as well. If you would like to sow a special offering, we have various projects that we always uh, are moving forward on. We have the pure gold television. We as we're uh, constantly trusting God to expand with uh, more airtime and uh, more networks and so forth. We also have the field of dreams. We're endeavoring to get that paid off and just various projects that God has on our plate. You can click on that orange link that says projects and your gifts applied there are very much appreciated. Praise God. Now lift your hands. Father, I pray for your people that everyone watching me is destined to be a financial champion. God, we thank you that you didn't make any catfish Christians that float around at the bottom of the pond, eating all the scum and, and all the rotten stuff at the bottom. No, Lord, you're raising up financial champions. You're bringing your people to the top and you're giving them your wisdom and your strategies and your ideas from heaven. They cannot be held down. They're covenant people. And I thank you, Father God, that you are releasing the upgrade. You're, it's, you are, you are sinking with them in the covenant inter, uh, the interaction of the two parties agreeing and locking together. And Father, there are those that are watching me that are about to see a tremendous upward jolt in their finances, all for your glory. We thank you, Father God, it's all by your power. You are the one, oh God, that gives us the power to get wealth, and we give you all of the praise. Now, Father, we thank you, and we bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. You are blessed. Hallelujah. Praise God. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, let's take our Bibles today, and we're going to begin in one of the small epistles towards the back of our Bibles. And let's start with 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5, and let's open up uh, our Bible study today with prayer. Heavenly Father, as we go into your word, we thank you that the entrance of your word brings light. And that's what we're asking for today, Father God, for light to be turned on so that we have the understanding that we need so that we know what to do. Now, Father, we give you praise. We thank you. We thank you. Let the light of your word be illuminated today by your spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God. All right, we're going to be in the epistle of 1 John chapter 5, and let's drop down to verse 19. We know that we are of God, and the whole world, isn't this amazing? The whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. The whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. Perhaps you have noticed through news and through the internet that every part of the world in some form or way has been visited by the devil and those in darkness that are underneath his command. Everywhere you turn today, it doesn't matter what nation or of the world it is, everywhere you turn today, there's trouble. There's murder, there's injustice, there's lying on an unbelievable scale, unlike anything we have ever seen through uh, various uh, institutions that perhaps once were trustworthy, but now have become uh, bankrupt of all morals and uh, uh, values that would honor the Bible and God's Word. My friends, we're seeing all of these various forms of wickedness all around us. And it says the whole world lies under the sway or the influence of the wicked one. We see also in the book of revelation chapter 12 insight as to why this is going on, particularly in verse 12, where it says, woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you. See, the, the earth and the sea. So it doesn't matter if you're living on, on one of those beautiful islands out in the South Pacific, uh, and you think, oh, there'll be paradise out here. The devil won't bother me out here. No, all around the world, for the devil has come down to you having great wrath because he knows that he has a short time. Mm -mm. The clock is ticking down on the devil right now. And every day that goes by, he knows he's getting closer to his ultimate and final destination where he will eventually be thrown for all eternity into the lake of fire as his final stopping place. And he will be tortured and punished for what he has done for all of eternity. Praise God. But my friends, it's good to know that we are not at the devil's mercy, despite the increase of wicked deeds and the things that the devil is doing, we are not at the devil's mercy. God, hallelujah, has made adequate provision for us to be triumphant over every vile plan of the devil. Mm -mm. I see nothing but triumph in your future. Dry those tears, hallelujah, and pull a smile on your face and look up because Jesus is here today through his word to encourage you. Praise the Lord. Now, I want you to notice something very encouraging in the, at the first part of verse 19, which says again, we know that we are of God. Now, of course, the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one, but we know that we are of God. In other words, the enemy does not have authority over us. He can cause a lot of trouble out there and he can do his things, but we are in a place of safety and protection in God. As a matter of fact, in the same chapter, if we turn back just a little bit in verse 14, it says, now this is the confidence 
that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Praise God. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. So God is working on behalf of the believers. And even in the midst of all of these things, our prayers are getting through and God is giving us miracle answers and miracle supplies. And it also says in verse three that excuse me, verse four, that this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. So my friends, we're overcomers. We're not underachievers. We are overcomers in Christ Jesus, who has overcome the world for us. Now, let's go back just for a moment to the book of Numbers. Numbers chapter 23 and verse 23. Hallelujah. God's word sheds light. We know what is going on from the illumination of the word that gives us understanding uh, concerning the world in which we live and also concerning the times in which we live. Verse 23, for there is no sorcery against Jacob, nor any divination against Israel. My friends, let me say that sorcery and divination witchcraft and the occult are more active in the earth than ever before. Uh, even little children's books are being infiltrated into all of the school systems loaded with all kinds of uh, perversion, but all types of introductions into witchcraft and wizards and sorcery and witches and all of this stuff. And it's commonplace now on television and on many different uh, mediums and formats. These things are all over the place now, but there's no sorcery against Jacob, nor any divination against Israel. So because we are God's people, we are in Christ. The powers of darkness are not able to affect us or to work havoc on our mind or to find a way into our lives to bring their vile pollution. Praise God. Hallelujah. Darkness has no strength in the presence of light. And we're turning on the light full power. We're walking with God. We are praying and enjoying our time with the Lord. And we are feasting on the word of God. We are children of light. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, we know, of course, that these things such as sorcery and divination exist. They are real, but they have zero power over us. Praise the Lord. Now, I want to ask you a question today. Why is it that two different Christians would react differently to the same harassment of the devil? Well, for, for example, the, the, the devil could try to do something, and one Christian just breaks down in tears and weeping and moaning and groaning, but the other Christian stands strong and uh, is not shaken, but just keeps moving forward in their plan that God has for them. So what's, uh, why is it that two different Christians would react differently to the same harassment of the devil? Well, the answer lies... Simply in the amount of strength that each one possesses and knowledge is the source of strength. Woo! Praise God. Praise God. Wipe away the tears. Pour out all of your beers. Hallelujah. You don't need a tear in your beer. Hallelujah. You need knowledge of God's word. Praise the Lord. And we see it in the book of Proverbs chapter 24 verse 5. 24 verse 5, a wise man is strong. Yes, a man of knowledge does what? Increases strength. A man of knowledge increases strength. It is the knowledge of God's word that reveals that the enemy cannot hurt you. That's why you have two believers one has knowledge of the word. The other loves Jesus saved and on their way to heaven, but they don't have this knowledge. Therefore they don't have the strength. And when the stuff shows up or hits that the devil would try to bring, that's why you get two vastly different reactions. Again, a man of knowledge increases strength. As a matter of fact, we can drop down a little bit further in the same chapter. And we see verse 10. If you faint, 
in the day of adversity, your strength is small. So we increase in knowledge so that we can stand strong against any adversity. And let me say this, there are days of adversity. In other words, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. That's why you don't wait till you get in a battle to learn martial arts. You don't wait till you get in a battle till you learn uh, how, to, uh, uh, how to respond. You don't go to war and get on the front line and they start shooting bullets at you. And then you think, wait a minute, uh, somebody teach me what to do. No, you prepare for these things so that when the day of adversity comes, and it always comes in some form or fashion, that's okay. We live on this planet. God's given us the ability, the empowerment to deal with it. But my friends, when it does come, you are ready to cut right through it and keep on moving forward in God's plan for your life. So we are in a battle with the forces of darkness, but God is giving us the knowledge to increase strength so that we can go right ahead and walk in the protection, walk in the blessing and the joy of the Lord, even as many trials and difficult things continue to rumble throughout the earth. Let's go to the book of Isaiah chapter 43, Isaiah chapter 43, and take a look at verse two. It says, when you pass through the waters. Notice, it doesn't say if you ever pass through the waters. No, when. So there are times when you go through adverse conditions. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When, not if, when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. So whether it's waters or rivers or flames of fire, God is able to protect you and to get you through and you have an immunity against these things. It doesn't mean that you don't uh, uh, feel these things going on around you or that you might not even pass through them. But my friends, you will go through and be safe and protected by the Lord. This is the knowledge that builds strength. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. Woo, praise God. Again, you see why you can get such vastly different reactions from Christians Two Christians at both of the Lord, one breaking down in tears and crying and bewailing their situation, and the other strong. But why are they strong? Because they have knowledge of the word, and that word produces supernatural strength. Mm -mm. You have to know that God is for you, not against you. Praise the Lord today. So, knowledge, the knowledge of protection, just makes you strong, praise God, even when those things are going on around your life. The knowledge of God's Word will put strength into you. Thank you, Jesus. Now, because of these truths, we need to, we need to sometimes encourage uh, younger believers to pull themselves together. It's like in the Army. You know, if you've been in the Army for a while and you're you're seasoned and you're even been through battles and stuff like that. Uh, you have compassion and so forth. You have, you have understanding, but at the same time, there's a place where young believers, you have to get a hold of them and, and just and grab them and say, now look, you're going to have to pull yourself together because what, what would you think if you went to war and you got a soldier next to you and you're in battle and the moment the bullet starts cry, uh, the bullets start shooting, that person breaks down and starts crying. And, and oh, 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 you know, you'd think, now what in the world is going on? So my friends, we, we need to not be disheartened. And we need not to be those that just faint in the day of adversity. No. But my friends, we need to walk in the knowledge of God's Word. I want to say today that for some of you, bless your hearts, what you need is knowledge not tears. 
you've done enough crying, you've shed enough tears, and you probably have also noticed that hasn't changed anything. And yes, God's loving. God's very compassionate. And that we understand all of that. But God responds to faith. God doesn't respond to tears. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'll give you an example. Um, the enemy can attack in various forms. Sometimes he attacks through dreams. And uh, the dreams can even be diabolical in a sense where they're very realistic. And maybe a person wakes up with a rapid heart rate and uh, sweating and just like, I mean, it was like it was real. And uh, the, uh, the enemy tries to bring the terror by night. Psalm 91 talks about the, the terror that comes by night. But I've had people, uh, you know, say, oh, Pastor Stephen, it reduced me to tears. Oh, the dream just reduced me to tears. <laughs> and I, I can understand that these types of attacks because when you're, especially when you have a kingdom heart and you want to see souls won, oh, the devil, oh, he takes, uh, he takes notice of people like that. And he can send different forms of attack, even, even at night. Okay, so we're not aware of this. Uh, excuse me. It's not like we're not aware of these types of attacks. But you know what? If the devil ever, ever tries to bring that stuff against you, uh, there's different ways you can deal with it. One, at the moment you come out of it, just say, I'll bind you devil in the name of Jesus. I bind you in Jesus name. And I rebuke this fear in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I rebuke this in Jesus name. Now see the other Christian that doesn't have knowledge just starts crying and weeping immediately. Maybe goes into a big, long, just total like cry session. And you know what? That they're going through that because they don't have that knowledge. Again, the knowledge brings what? It brings strength. Do you know, you, can I give you something to gauge spirituality with? That let's get this is like a prophetic thermometer. Let's say the enemy tries to attack you at night with the dream. You want to know when you're getting strong in God, when you're walking sober and sharp and you're saturating your mind with the word. You know you're getting strong in the Lord when in the dream you rebuke the devil. Not, not when you wake up, uh, you know, after he's kind of thrown all the slime on you, but in the dream itself, you rebuke the devil in the name of Jesus and say, I bind you in the name of Jesus. <laughs> then the devil's like, oh my goodness, I can't even terrorize him in the dreams anymore. <laughs> I used to terrorize him during the daytime. Now I can't even terrorize him while they're sleeping. <laughs> See, he's not supposed to be a terror to you, but in Christ, you are a terror to him. Mm -mm. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory to God. Glory, glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Mm -mm. Let's go to Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 33. Praise God today. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And when you wake up, let's say from an, uh, a night attack where the enemy has tried to attack you with what we would traditionally call a nightmare, you wake up, bind the devil and begin to pray in the spirit and just stay up until you get your faith built up strong. Hallelujah. And then you're strong. But I also want to give you a, uh, a, a something to prep you with even before you go to bed. Okay. Don't ever go to bed in fear about anything. If you go to bed in fear, you are positioning yourself for these, these evil spirits that try to attack people at night with uh, a horror and uh, nightmares. You position yourself for that. Don't ever go to bed in fear about something. Go to bed in faith, praising the Lord. Read a scripture perhaps before you go to bed. Pray in tongues before you go to bed or something like that. Praise God. Amen. And then even if the devil does try to bring something, at least you're ready. You just grab your sword. Okay. You grab your sword and uh, use your mouth. Rebuke the devil. That's, that's the sword. The word of the Lord coming out of your mouth. Hallelujah. Mm -mm. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Isaiah 33, verse 6. Wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of your times and the strength of your salvation. God wants you to be stable and God wants you to be strong. Stability and strength come through knowledge. 
I want to say that weeping and fear and worry, it literally destabilizes your spirit. It begins to evaporate your peace with God, and it makes you vulnerable to the attacks of the devil. But when you have knowledge, the things that move others, the things that would even cause others to be fearful, those things don't move you. When you have knowledge of the word of who God is and who you are in Christ, the things that move others don't move you anymore. Oh, Pastor Stephen, have you heard? Yes, I have heard, but you'd have to excuse me. I've been meditating over here on the scripture. Hey, I want to talk with you about the scripture. Oh, no, but Pastor Stephen, oh, they, 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 this happened over there. Oh, yes, yes, I, I heard about that. But listen, I've been over here meditating on this. And see, it's what you're focusing on. Praise God. And that's where your strength is coming from. It needs to come from the, the word of God. Again, when you have knowledge, the things that move others will not move you wickedness. Yes, it's increasing in the earth, but knowledge will always show you a way out regardless of what nation you live in, regardless of where you're at. It doesn't matter. Knowledge of God's word will always show you a way out of the wickedness that could even be going on in the city in which you live. That knowledge, my friends, will stabilize you and bring strength into your heart. Panic is not going to help anything. Praise God. But this is what we need. Wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of your times and the strength of salvation. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, let's go over to the book of Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 26 says, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Don't give place to the devil. Job, the servant of God, had a hedge of protection all around his life. And even the devil, the devil said to God, hey, uh, this guy of yours, Job, I can't touch him. You have put a hedge, one translation says a fence, all around him. And the only way that the devil was able to get to him was because Job yielded to fear, and therefore the devil had a legal right to come in and do uh, his destructive work. But even still, God held, him, held the devil. There was only a certain place he could take it, a certain limit he could take it to. Because God always has the final say. Praise the Lord. But my friends, although Job had this hedge of protection, he got over into fear. And because of that fear, it gave the enemy a right to be able to come in and do what he did. So we want to resist the devil. Again, verse 27, nor give place to the devil. You need to understand that the devil is beneath you. He is a defeated foe. He cannot just rush into your life and tackle you and do all this stuff to you that he would like to do. This scripture right here implies that you have superiority over the devil. Neither, uh, excuse me, nor give place to the devil. If he was more powerful, if he could do whatever he wanted, then God would not expect you or tell you to do this. But this implies that you're superior to him. And the truth is, of course, is that you are. Praise God. So we need to keep the devil out. Don't give him an inch. Praise the Lord. We also see this same book, but chapter 2, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6, which says that God has raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. So in the eyes of God, we are seated with him in the heavenly realms above all of these things on the earth that would be of wickedness. And we also see in Ephesians 1, verse 22, where it says that, and he, God, put all things under his feet, that would be the Lord's feet, and gave him, that would be Jesus, to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him, who fills all in all. So all things are under the Lord's feet, 
and he's the head and we're in the body. That means they're under our feet as well. Praise the Lord. All of these principalities and powers and the rulers of the darkness of this world and the wicked spirits in the high places, they are all defeated foes, all under the feet of the Lord, all under the feet of the Lord's church. Praise God. So we can resist the devil. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, let's go to 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Be sober. In other words, don't be, don't be drunk. Be alert. Be sober. Be vigilant. That means to be awake. Praise God. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion. He's not a roaring lion, but it says like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him. Steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. So we are told to resist the devil, steadfast in the faith, praise God. And it's knowing this knowledge that gives you the weaponry to stand against in faith and resist anything that the enemy would try to bring to you. You know, God's a good God. So when you have all of this stuff like sickness or lack or disease or headaches or memory loss, or you know, all of these bad things. That's not God somehow trying to test you. That's all the devil. That stuff is all of the devil. And you need to, when I say resist the devil, and when God says resist the devil, that means not just the entity or the person of the devil, but all of his junk, all of his fear, all of his worries, all of the stuff that he tries to bombard you with, resist him and all of his stuff as well. In the name of the Lord. Now notice it says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion. Praise God. Jesus defeated Satan through his death on the cross, his burial, his resurrection, and his ascension into heaven. Jesus Christ is Lord of all. The original authority that God invested into Adam, that Adam lost and turned over to the devil in the Garden of Eden by eating the forbidden fruit, Jesus won that authority back by being what the Apostle Paul called him as the second Adam, the one that got it right. And when he won that authority back, he delegated that authority to the church. And while we are in the earth and Satan is the God of this world, little G O D. Okay. Cause there's only one big G O D. But while we're in this earth, Satan does not have authority over us. Yes. He influences those that don't know God. And he tries to operate through men and women whose hearts are corrupt and who do not know the ways of God. But I'll tell you what, for the believer, you can resist the devil and resist all the line and resist all the bribes and resist all the compromise and res resist all the cheating. And you can honor God and live right. And God will take you forward and God will bless you and lift you and promote you along the way. And then when your life is over, you go home to be with God in heaven and spend all eternity in heaven. Woo! Praise God. Hallelujah. But I'm saying down here in this earth, God wants you to experience victory and God wants you to know the fullness of the plan that his son purchased for you at Calvary. And it includes walking in a place of authority over all of the works of the enemy. Praise God. You know, it is true that the enemy can make a lot of noise that he can really cause uh, some things to try to come against you that would be uh, boisterous like the waves and the winds of the sea. I remember one day, it was a Saturday, and I had some free time. This was over 20 years ago. And I had some free time, and I told my wife, I said, you know, I'd like to go to the bookstore and just hang out a little bit and get a few books that I'm interested in uh, reviewing. If I like them, I'll buy them. And I want to study some things while I'm there. Uh, that they would have available on the shelves. And she said, um, 
Yeah, sure. She said, you, you've, you're all caught up on everything. And I said, yeah, everything's good. I'm going to, I'm going to head on over there. She said, go ahead and enjoy yourself. So I headed out to uh, go to a Barnes and Noble bookstore uh, there in the town or the city in which I lived. And when I got there, uh, uh, this parking lot had a lot of other uh, stores adjacent to the bookstore. So it was a huge parking lot and, you know, thousands of cars in the parking lot. So uh, the day was already going along, um, you know, getting close to lunch, maybe. So the parking lot was full. And so I parked way out in the parking lot and parked my vehicle and got out and started walking towards the entrance doors of the bookstore. Well, in order to get there, I kind of had to, you know, walk through uh, uh, some cars, you know, and uh, going through all these cars on my way there that are parked. And I wasn't really thinking of anything. I was just kind of relaxed and calm. And I didn't notice it, but I walked past uh, a black SUV. And uh, it was parked. The engine wasn't on or anything like that. I didn't really notice it until afterwards. And all the windows were tinted out. Uh, even, basically, they were actually uh, illegally tinted. You're not allowed to have them that dark. But they were so tinted, so dark, you couldn't see anything on the inside. So I'm walking past this SUV. And as I'm doing so, I'm just, you know, thinking about heading to the bookstore. And suddenly, while I was walking past the window, I got blasted with the loudest, most ferocious bark I've ever heard in my life from a dog. And it wasn't just like one bark. It was like, you know, like, like, uh, like full attack mode. And it made my heart just leap. And I, and I you know, it makes you kind of jump. And I turned and looked back. And I saw the biggest Rottweiler I've ever seen in my life. He was gigantic. And he couldn't get his head out the window. The windows had been put down a little bit so he could get air uh, and breathe. And uh, they, they were down. And his face was pressed, you know, out. Kind of, uh, not all the way out because he couldn't get his head out. But right in that crack of that window. And he was so angry. Oh, so angry. And he's just going wild. Barking super loud. And, you know, when you don't expect that, and you're just walking along casually, and wham, you get hit with that. Uh, yeah, it's, it startled me, and it, uh, it upset me. And I, uh, it just came out of me when that happened. I, I walked about three steps as I'm looking at him, and I said, these words just came out of my spirit. I said, you have no authority over me. You have no authority over me. And he's just, you know, eyes bulging and angry, angry, angry. Anyhow, I kept on walking because it was a long walk to the store. And I said, Lord, um, I said, I'm supposed to be going in here to relax and enjoy myself. I said, that, I said Lord, I have to be honest. That upset me. <laughs> that, that, like, put me on edge. <laughs> Woo! I mean, it's like you went from normal to, like, super heart rate real quick. And I said, that kind of like jolted me. And uh, now I'm like, I'm like, you know, kind of wired. And um, I said, oh, I don't even really feel like going to the bookstore anymore. And so when I, I kind of talking it over with the Lord. And by, by about that time, I got to where the, the two entry doors were at. But I didn't want to go in because I was, I was kind of upset. So I just went over to the side, but maybe about 50 yards over, uh, not 50 yards, 50 feet to the side and kind of just leaned next to the building and had a little talk with the Lord there in a little private area. Just started talking to the Lord. I said, Lord, um, I said, that crazy dog, that, that upset me. And I could, I heard the Lord speak to me in the still small voice, not a, not a loud audible voice or anything like that, but the still small voice of the Lord began to speak to me. That would be the voice of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit said to me, he said, you'll notice that although that dog did that, he did not hurt you in any way. I said, I said, yes. I said, that's true. I said, I, I haven't been bitten. Uh, uh, no, nothing's wrong with me. It just, it just startled me, just upset me. And the Holy Spirit explained to me, that's the way the devil operates. He is very much like this verse where, where he tries to act like a lion with this ferocious roar and all this pandemonium. And he wants to get you to go in the spastic mode. He wants you to lose it and get in the flesh. 
But you have to remember, though, that he, the devil is not a lion. He's only acting like he is. And the bark of a dog never hurt anybody. And the Holy Spirit said, go on inside, enjoy yourself. This will all come off of you. Just go relax and enjoy yourself. And I did. And in about 10, 15 minutes, I was totally back to normal. It just kind of, you know, that tension just, just goes away. Just totally gone. And I was back to normal, all happy and stuff like that. And got a good uh, understanding out of that of how the enemy tries to operate. You know, I'm talking today to a few people that you've really have heard the bark lately where you, I mean, it's like the devil lunged at you like a wild dog and the leash was fully extended to where he got right up next to you and is just doing his thing. But, but my friends, for the believer, there's a line he can't cross. And he knows that he knows that here's the thing. A lot of Christians though, don't know that. And if you don't know that you can ask, you can actually open doors where he can go more, he can do more than just bark. But when you know your authority, you know that that chain is only so long and he can't get you. Whoo, praise God. That doesn't mean he won't bark. He's going to do what he does. He's going to be acting like the lion. He's going to be barking like that dog. But you have to understand as the believer in Christ and your knowledge of the word that he has no authority over you and he cannot hurt you. He cannot hurt you. Woo, praise God. And my friends, that is something that we need to be rejoicing in the Lord for because Jesus has given us his authority and his protection while we are in this earth. Praise God. Praise God. I've actually had many such encounters where the enemy has tried to uh, really in many ways take me out because of, you know, ministering and uh, reaching the world and reaching the lost and uh, endeavoring to do what God has called me to do. He's done some things, to, but everyone just failed. It would fail right in front of my eyes. But you have to know your authority and you have to know that he's defeated. Praise God. Mm -mm. We cannot afford to walk in spiritual ignorance in these areas. And also, my friends, Resist the devil, and also don't don't get on his turf. Okay, so if I if I had gone back to that black SUV, and if I would have stuck my hand in through the window, okay, my hand is now on his turf, and he's going to do what he's going to do. He would have bitten and you know chomped down or whatever the case might would have been. Can you imagine somebody stupid enough to stick their hand inside the window and unlock the car real quick and open the door? What's going to happen? The devil is going to come out. And he's going to come out and he's going to attack. And that's perhaps what a few have done in their ignorance of not understanding that God means what he says. Walk with him. Don't get on the devil's turf. Walk with the Lord. Walk in the kingdom and the kingdom way and you will walk in protection no matter how crazy things are going on around you. Even if there's a war going on, there is protection for the child of God who knows their authority. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The water will not drown you. The river will not overflow you. The fire will not burn you or anything pertaining to you. Praise God. Lift your hands. I want to pray for you today. Father God, I rebuke all fear. I rebuke every attack of the enemy against your people, against their minds. I bind those works of darkness in the name of Jesus. And I command the devil, take your hands off God's children in the name of Jesus. Be free in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is joy, there is liberty and freedom. Hallelujah. God wants you to be happy. Praise the Lord. Now, if there are any of you that have been violating scriptural commands and you've been putting your hand in through the window where the dog's at, okay, get out of that immediately and begin to honor the Lord and begin to live right. Praise God. And uh, God will move you forward. Hallelujah. And help you to make up for any lost time. But live for the Lord. Live for the Lord. These are the last days. This is knowledge, essential knowledge that we must be walking in. Let us not make excuses 
for any form of failure or defeat. If we've missed it somewhere and we took a hit from the enemy, let us examine where we missed it at. Let us close the door on the devil and get right on with walking with God. Hallelujah. And when you're walking with God, I'll tell you this, his protection is, is supernatural. His blessing is supernatural. And you'll just keep right on going until you do all that he's called you to do and you complete your assignment. And then your, your time finally comes to go and be with the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Now be kingdom minded. Be kingdom minded. A lot of Christians get themselves in the trouble because they get distracted and they get so caught up in this world and all of stuff, all the stuff in the world, and they lose their interest in the things of God. And before you know it, they're, they're starting to not be sharp. Uh, they're uh, like uh, we're, we're told to be sober and vigilant. They lose that. They lose that sobriety spiritual sobriety and they lose that spiritual vigilance. They're not praying. They, they, they can't flow with the Holy spirit. They're, they're just caught up in all this stuff. That's extremely dangerous in the time in which we live. You need to walk close to the Lord daily. Praise God. Some of you, you could get back on track so quick and get into this flow. If you would just stop everything for one hour and pray in tongues for one hour. Just walk around in your room, pray in tongues for one hour, worship the Lord, praise God. And you would get recalibrated real quick and then continue to walk in this knowledge and grow in the knowledge of God. And what happens? You get strong and the devil can't push you around anymore. Mm, 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 mm. Praise God. Praise God. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I think about the visionary experience that Dr. John G. Lake uh, told about that the Lord allowed him to have when Dr. Lake was taken by the Holy Spirit into the, to the realm that's called the second heaven, sometimes called the second heaven or the upper atmosphere, where, you know, where the airplanes fly. And he was up there in the midst of a, of a demonic uh, uh, like army. And the Spirit of God was on him like Samson. And he began to hit those evil spirits. He said he was knocking their teeth out and all kinds of stuff. Praise God. I'm telling you, you don't need tears. You need knowledge. Knowledge of who you are in Christ. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. And that knowledge is flowing today. Father, I pray you bless your people with great strength. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Mm -mm. Woo. Some of you are going to be looking forward to going to sleep now because you're thinking, well, that devil shows up again. I'm going to be ready this time. <laughs> Even in your sleep, you're ready. <laughs> Woo. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. If you're watching today's program and you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, peace and safety, especially eternal peace and safety, can only be found in the Lord Jesus Christ. If you would like to get your life right with God today, then pray this prayer after me. Pray it right now. Say, Jesus, come into my heart. Wash all of my sins away. Give me your new life. Write my name in your book of life. Step into my life, Lord Jesus, and lead me and guide me from this day forward. I give my life completely to you. In your name I pray. Amen. And amen. Praise God. Welcome to the family of God. Those of you that prayed that for the first time. Also, if you have prayed that and you have just received Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to hear from you. Let me know that you have been born again and saved. Email me at contact at stephenbrooks.org and just say, Pastor Stephen, I prayed the sinner's prayer. I got born again. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, let's honor the Lord today, and let's take Holy Communion. If you are a Christian watching this, this service anywhere in the world, if you're a believer, come on, take communion. Hallelujah. Some of you haven't had communion in over two years. God bless your heart. That's why some of you are so weak. You don't, you don't take communion. You're not spending good time with the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, Pastor Steve, you're taking that communion all the time. Yep, I've never had COVID once. Oh, you're just lucky. No, no, it's not luck. We're doing this every service 
Every time we're getting together, I've never had COVID once. All the glory to the Lord. No flu, no cold, no sneezing and wheezing, none of that stuff. Oh, Pastor Stephen, we'll just watch and see. Yep, yeah, keep watching and seeing how well this will, how well this works. Keep watching and see how well this works. This is the medicine that some of you need. Mm-hmm. All your potions and lotions, all that stuff, and you're still sick. God bless your heart. Mm-hmm. Knowledge, knowledge of God's word. Pastor Stephen, I don't understand it. You're not supposed to understand it. It's called a mystery of the kingdom. It is a mystery of the kingdom. It's a mystery. The kingdom of God is governed by keys. The key is the revelation or the understanding of the kingdom mystery. And you may not understand it all, but you do understand that it works. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Grab some grape juice, unleavened bread. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we bless the juice and the bread. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. Mm. It's time to get. It's time to get the uh, the injection. Okay, some of you have had the one shot, two shot, booster shot, this and that. The, the, okay, it's time to get the booster. Praise God. This is the only booster I've ever had. This is the only injection I've ever had. <laughs> okay, I had a I had a penicillin injection. I, th- I think 25 years ago when I got strep throat. Okay, <laughs> but uh, this is the only inj- uh, injection I've had. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Father, we bless this now and sanctify this as being holy. Through this prayer, this is now the flesh and blood of Christ, the Savior of the world. And we thank you that we've put all of our trust, Father, in your Son. And we believe your word explicitly over any word of man or any so-called wisdom of man. We thank you that your word is eternal. Let your word be true and every man a liar who would not agree with it. Oh, God, we thank you. We thank you, oh, God, that you have positioned us for eternal life. Father, as we receive the Lord's flesh, we thank you that he hung on that cross and paid the penalty for our sins so that we can be free and stand here today as believers in Yeshua, knowing that we have eternal life in our hearts and we have protection and we have authority while we're in this earth. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you. We receive the Lord's flesh now. In his name we pray. Amen. Let's receive. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I had the, uh, the enemy attack me one time uh, through a drunken driver. Uh, I told this story on one of my interviews with Sid Roth. The drunken driver slammed his vehicle right into ours, but there was no impact. His vehicle turned into some type of in, uh, intangible substance. Our vehicle, which was a Mercedes Benz, the, his car just morphed into our car. And he, I looked, and he's driving kind of like right next to me. His car just merged into our car. Truly, it would have been an accident that could have had devastating effects. And then he swerved and pulled away at the next exit. But before that, we, had, we were driving like that, like supernaturally sandwiched his car into ours. Uh, I don't for a good little ways. And he, he, he looked totally demon-possessed, too. Mm. You know, the devil's a killer. Thank God. Thank God Christ is the life giver and the divine protector. And his angels are on assignment over your life. Hallelujah. I've had numerous things like that happen. Numerous things like that happen. <laughs> Woo, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You can also see why I also don't play games. Be sober and be alert. Praise God. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. We proclaim his death until he comes because it's through his death upon the cross that he has purchased redemption for anybody that would put their faith and trust in him. They can receive the redemption that he purchased at Calvary. So, Father, we thank you that as we receive his blood, we thank you for authority over sickness and disease. 
We thank you, Father, for all that the doctors can do. Even Luke, who wrote the book of Luke, was a doctor. Father, we we're not against doctors. We just thank you for the mystery of the kingdom of divine health that we celebrate. And we resist the devil and all of his junk. Father, we give you praise. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. And we thank you for health in our bodies. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's receive the Lord's blood shed for us. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Let's lift your hands and worship the Lord. God, we give you praise today. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, we love you. We give you praise. Thank you, O God. Thank you, O God, for protection and safety. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. There are those that are watching me from countries where bullets are literally flying. I'm here to tell you that if you would walk with God and trust him and honor him, God will walk you safely through the most endangered war zone on the face of the earth. He'll protect you. He'll protect you. He might move you. He might even keep you there as a miracle testimony. Hallelujah. But be at peace because God's knowledge is bringing strength and stability into you right now. Do not be afraid. God is with you. Remember the Isaiah 42 verse three, that floods and water and fire, those things, those things, God, God will protect you from all of it. Even Psalm 91, the arrow that flies by night, God protects you from that. Hallelujah. And those arrows ever shoot at you of spiritual attacks at night, send it back where it came from. Say in the name of Jesus, I command this to go back and there be returned upon the head of the wizard or the witch that sent this garbage in the name of Jesus. Go back to the person that sent it in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And retaliate against them. In the name of the Lord. <laughs> Woo, praise the Lord. Mm -mm -mm. Lord Jesus, we give you praise. Hallelujah. Glory. The blood of Jesus over you, protecting you. I plead the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ over you, spirit, soul, and body. May the Lord preserve you blameless until his coming. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for watching. I'll see you back. Next time, bye-bye.